Hi, welcome to another edition of Hold Your Balls. I'm Steven. And I'm Steven. And uh, we seem to be missing uh, our third party here, uh, our expert in the NBA. We'll try to do the best we can, but we're just the two of us. We got yeah. hockey and baseball. And after our last broadcast, we're missing Mike Squared. Yep. Because we had two mics last time. Yeah, so. we had to, yeah. So, so we're just uh, chilling this... out, uh, talking tonight, and having a couple... Uh, Couple drinks and uh, we'll we'll go on and colas. Give our examples or our uh, opinions on what's going on. So let's start with the NHL playoffs and let's start with probably the biggest disappointment in the whole playoffs was was the fact that the Blackhawks got swept. I was shocked, and it wasn't a fluke. No, I don't think it was a fluke. Uh, The Blackhawks simply didn't get any shots through. Well, no, they they look slow. And I, you know what it was? They got beat by themselves seven years ago. How's that? Nashville is a... Every, okay, so sports is a copy copycat world, right? You see someone succeed at something, what are you going to do? You're going to copy the exact right. same thing. The Blackhawks are no, no exclusion to this rule. The whole league is trying to copy what they did with the speed, the youth, and the flying around, moving the puck fast. Yeah, you watch that. And that's, Penguins, what, Nash, and that's what Nashville did. You watch that Penguins-Washington series, and that puck is flying around. So everyone's copying what the Blackhawks did, and essentially they just got beat by... Well, they, they a, did, but look, I, I've played hockey, and you've played hockey, and yes. I've been in games where I'm chasing the puck all night. And the reason for that is because we're slower than the other team. And what I saw in that, those games was a, an extremely slow and all of a sudden old-looking defense. And a young team that wasn't ready for the playoffs... And their biggest star is not showing up. I mean, Jonathan Taze was non-existent. He hasn't been for the past two playoffs. And while Kane had one goal, they, they had three goals the entire series. Yep. So they, I, they've literally played awful. They, they, they couldn't have dropped series. harder. No, after, they, they're what, like the second team ever to have 50 points? In the regular season, 50, 50 well, yeah, well, no, fifty, yeah, fifty wins 50 win. in a regular in the regular season, and then get swept in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't happen very often that that happens. I mean, Nashville's good. Yes, they're, they're taking. They their, were un, they were underrated. They're beating St. Louis too in the second round, and I think they got overlooked hard. I, I mean, oh, and Edmonton. How about Edmonton? Yeah, they go up. They win their series. I, I, I kind of figured Calgary or Edmonton, one of those two teams was going to get through. I didn't expect the Hawks to lose, but I expected one of those two to get through. And now Edmonton's beaten Anaheim in the second round. So they're an exciting team, and these teams are just so fast. And it's ridiculous, and it's fun to watch. Do you, do you know my, my favorite game to watch in the second round of the postseason for the NHL? Penguins versus Washington. Because Washington is doing Washington things again. <laughs> Thank you, Washington, for proving me right <laughs> once again. Right? That, I, 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 I will never put money on Washington because they've proven time and time again that when it comes to the postseason, they don't know how to do it. Well, you know, Pittsburgh's got a couple guys like the Hawks did where they, don't, they, don't, they know how to win and they don't lose. They, they, they don't lose big games. Yeah. And, I mean, that was so shocking about the Hawks is they've got guys who you don't bet against. And... Pittsburgh's got a couple of those guys as well. So, um, beating Pittsburgh and beating Chicago is quite an accomplishment. 
Nashville made it look easy, and now, boy, those Penguins look pretty pretty good. And they might repeat. Then they they, they won last year, right? Yeah, they so could. They, they, they they might repeat this yep, year. They could, and and but what's kind of exciting is uh, I'm not a big Penguins fan, but it is kind of exciting to see Edmonton good again. Um, I mean. I was disappointed with the Hawks, but Nashville was kind of fun to watch during the season. And what about not, the, you know what about new, this, so. the Senators uh, versus the Rangers yeah. series? That's going to be that's a really yeah. good series. And the Senators that, that one ended that first game ended with a did you see that goal? Yes, but <laughs> below the red line, yeah. he scores a goal. I, Sometimes you just you know what throw you it just at throw net. it at the net. Well, you remember the first that the, the championship that that the Stanley Cup they won against Flyers were. Kane had a goal just yeah, like that. Exactly he like just that. Threw it there. Nobody knew where it was. Remember? Yeah, he was the only. He was the, the only one that saw. He's the only one that saw that around, and yeah. nobody else was like, on the party. Like, what's going on? And and Patrick Kane's like, we just won the World Series, uh, not the uh, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that like, was that's insane. That was fun. So it's been disappointing, and uh, and and life moves on, and. Uh, the NBA playoffs are still going on. Yeah, uh, uh, well, they won't be in, going on for much longer in Chicago, as the Bulls will probably lose today. Uh, today is April twenty eighth. In case you you did not know, um, you, we, they 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 dropped four straight well, against. As, as soon as Rondo got Boston. hurt, the game was over. Yep. I mean, they were bringing up point guards who hadn't started all season, and it was ridiculous. And yeah, you can't you you can't expect to win in this league you know if what? your point guard is. I couldn't even watch good. that series. It's it's ugly. It's bad basketball. I could watch the first two games because at least they're bad. You had like a true point guard on the Bulls. Yeah, that that but, that, that, that that series is bad. I watched a little bit of uh, the uh, Oklahoma City and the Rockets Rocket series, and there's some bad blood there. Boy, I'll tell you, Russell uh, and uh, what's his name, Beverly. Oh, they don't like each other. Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. I, I mean, the reason why, and I understand why Russell doesn't like Beverly. Oh, he hurt his knee. It's exactly. Yeah. It has everything to do with that. And, like, Russ is a great player. But Beverly said it perfectly, right? Like, Russ was talking smack, saying no one can guard him. And Beverly's like, oh, no, no. Beverly was saying he was a first uh, first team defense. First team defense. And, and, and Russell goes, I got, goes, I got 40. 40. Goes, I got 34 yeah, shots. Yeah, and you got it on 34 shots. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously, like, come on. Like, at that point, Russ, you're, you're taking a little too many shots. Like, I get you're trying to win the game, but that that's the downfall of I the Oklahoma. Of, of Oklahoma. Yeah, I didn't think Oklahoma had much besides him. And it's, Well, they didn't. They yeah. they. So, they, he come off. He comes off the court for six minutes, and they get outscored yeah. twenty-seven to nine. Yeah, I mean, so he, he's got to throw up forty shots. I mean, who else is going to throw up those shots? I don't know. I mean, those guys are going to be what five percent or ten percent shooting percentage. You might as well have a guy throw up 40, 40 shots. Actually, you, uh, I completely agree. And what actually really upset me about this Bull Celtics, and I just remembered this fourth quarter at game four. Okay, Bulls have a two-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Who do you expect to take control of the game? On the Bulls. What's his name? Buck. Jimmy uh, Butler. Butler, yeah. Right? This is why, this is what's frustrating for me about Jimmy Butler, right? Everyone talks a big game about Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Do you know how many shots he took in the fourth quarter of that game? Two. Do you know what? The thing that made, if you notice when Rondo had his good games, that's when Butler went off. 
Yes, because he because, did, because Rondo dictated the the tempo, and, Butler, and Rondo got him the ball in in places he can do something with it. And Butler is better off the ball. Yeah, right. And I, I've said this time in, time out again. I'd much rather see Jimmy, as good as he is, and he's a great player. He could be Batman, just like Scotty could. But in an ideal world for Jimmy, Jimmy needs to be Robin. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think somebody's got to set him up. Because he's better off the ball. Like, I love watching him off the ball. He's I, such a better off-ball player than on yeah, the ball. And he's a rhythm player, too. Yes. Once he gets in a rhythm, then he starts to go downhill and, you know, roll downhill, and he starts making everything. But... If he's not getting hot, and if he's missing, if he's clanking, he uh, has a tendency to kind of go in a shell and kind of yeah. pass up shots. And it's not so much and like... he just doesn't get any kind of momentum. He's a momentum player. Yeah. And it, it, like, it, it seriously drove me nuts to, to watch your best player on the team take, not make, take just two shots yeah. in, the, in the whole fourth quarter. And you expect to win the game. It's not going to happen. No. So we, we, we have potentially both... Chicago teams out of the playoffs basketball and hockey losing four straight. Yes, it's just the the, the, the the Bulls just got lucky and happened to win the first two. But yeah, they would have won that series if Ronda wasn't hurt. Yeah, I I think so too. I, I really do. I now think, the aggravating which means part about this I don't is, think much of the Celtics at all. No, 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 no. I really don't either. But what that means is nothing's going to change for the Bulls. I hope you're wrong. Nothing's going to change because uh, they're going to go. Rondo got hurt. I, they said I, they weren't. They were in full control of the, of the series. Rondo gets hurt. They lose control. There, nothing is going to change. No, not a single thing. I, I hope you're wrong. I, I I think they're in NBA purgatory, right? Yep, they're they're an eight seed. What's the point, right? I mean, why does there? Why is there even eight teams in the playoffs in a conference? I mean, those teams are usually just so bad, right? So. <laughs> That's the problem with American sports is there's no yeah, relegation. No relegation, yeah. No, you you talk to people who don't know anything about relegation and they they go mental, right? They, I I don't want to hear about it. But honestly, relegation is awesome, and it puts in a when I watch when, when you watch soccer, and especially in England, the relegation games are normally the best games. And you have the crowd rush the field on that last day of the season when the team escapes relegation because they're going to be playing back in the Premier League or the Championship or whatever their league they're fighting to be in or to get up and you know, to stay in. And that's money. That's advertising dollars, yeah. et cetera. And the fans go nuts, right? Yeah. It, it is pretty cool to watch. And there's a lot of times there's no playoffs, right? So the season can be over early. And that relegation battle is really where all the drama's at. And that's missing from 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 American U.S. Sports. sports, right? Yeah, you, you you get you have people talking about tanking games for draft choices. I mean, look, look at what the what the Nets did, the Nets, and a game that's they, pivotal they to the playoffs. They don't a game that's the pivotal to the prices, playoffs. though. No, <laughs> and a game that's pivotal to the playoffs, the Nets bench all of their starters. Yeah, a yeah. game that's that has playoff implications. Yeah, right, but it. it if you if you lost that game and went going and you were going back to the D League, you know damn that doesn't well you, happen. Yeah, and you guess know damn what? well you're going to be playing what? your heart out. You, those last teams in relegation zone, you don't want to play them if you're a mid tier team because 
They're hungry. They're trying to stay up. You're playing for nothing. You're there for next year. You ain't getting anywhere. You're not anywhere. You're not, you're not going to win the whole yeah. thing, and you're not going to go down. And you're playing against those teams on the bottom, fighting for relegation. They're they're in their playoffs. They're hungry, and they're buzzsawing. They, and you get surprised. And you see lots of upsets in that last couple weeks of the season in the Premier League for teams trying to stay up. So I, that's one of the things. I mean, I've always found that to be an interesting. When I went to move, when I lived in England, I found that I had never heard of it. I found it incredibly interesting, and and I'm like, why don't we do that? It's because we like the playoffs. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why everybody likes the playoffs. It it, it it it's it's simply because you want to take the best teams and have just have those teams continue, and like that's the reason why. It's because there's no academy for any sports. Right. You don't develop your own talent. It's all based through college and yeah. through drafting. Right. So, I mean, baseball is the closest to what we have in terms of the Premier League with the multiple leagues. And realistically, you you realistically could do the relegation. But this but, is American sports. And it, yeah, we, it, it, we wouldn't a, do that. It's a cultural bias that's never going to happen. But no. It's a neat idea. Um, it, 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 when, when, it, when you watch it, it's really kind of cool. It keeps the season more interesting, even for the teams that are out of it and couldn't possibly win, but they're fighting for something at the end. I mean, so. think, who's who's watching a Brooklyn Nets right. game right. at the end of the season? Exactly. No one. Right. But but you could watch Sunderland this weekend because even though Sunderland is out of well, let's not say Sunderland, maybe Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough's on on the on the cut, right? They're on the cut. They're playing for something. They could be playing somebody like West Brom or or West Ham or something like that who's in the middle of the table and ain't going anywhere, and they can nick a game, and before you know it, somebody who's safe is all of a sudden Leicester is all of a sudden in the relegation zone. It, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Yeah. So the, you see amazing performances at that time. So um, I wish I'd like to see it. I mean, there's a lot of culture, cultural bias against it. There's a lot of history in the leagues against it. It's never going to happen. But it is kind of neat. Yeah, it's a neat idea. All right, moving on to baseball, which, like I just said, really the only American pro sport that we have here that can do relegation because it has that multiple levels. Um, Cubs and Sox. <laughs> Cubs and Sox. I sent you a text today. Yes. That the, 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 Sox, the Sox and the Cubs have virtually record. the same record. Yep. 11-9 and 12-9. We were 20 games into the season. So it's not looking excited about. I'm just, you know, busting my chops, busting your chops. It's kind of fun, and uh, and what it does highlight is how the Cubs have kind of gotten off to a rough start. I think their pitching's been a little sore. Their hitting, surprisingly, has been poor. Yes, um, they they have not hit. But one thing about them this year, even though they've been losing games, I'll, I'll, and I I'm, I'm thinking, last night they played Pittsburgh. They're down 6-2, 6-3, and I go to bed, and they lose 6-5. And they play the Brewers, and they're down 7 nothing or 7-2 or something. Next thing you know, they win 8-7. So they've got that going for them this year that they didn't have last year. That, that come so they've from got a lot of resiliency. They got they, they, they kind of hit when they can, I mean, in, in the moment. And uh, you, you can't count them out. And once they get hot... 
I mean, come on, they're they're they're, they, they're they, really they, a good team. On, on paper, they're they're still the best team on paper. Even look, even look right now. By four. By, <laughs> like Arietta gives up. Arietta gives up five five runs in the first yeah. inning. Okay, it's now five four. What in the eighth? Yeah, I think it is currently. Well, yeah. well, we're in the middle of this. I mean, it, it, it's, it's you. You can't. This is a team. All this, and the bottom of the ring. And, and the bottom year. of the ring. It says we never quit. Yeah. And that's a huge yeah. thing for this team. And, and they, 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 they've done that, and, I mean, that's a good sign. You're, you're a 500 club right now, maybe a little bit better. And you're in a bad division, so you can work it out. Yeah. And Here's the, the thing. good thing is, though, is you're, 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 you're never out of a game, which yeah. is a terrific, terrific. I mean, even look, even... Yeah, like, it takes the pressure when, off the pitchers, too. When the Cubs, when the Cubs went down 3-1, right, they're, everyone's talking about this pressure, this pressure... And you you never saw it, right? They took it one game at, at a time, yeah, right. And they kind of went, and, okay. And, and you know that we got to get this win. Three, and they, they came back it. from three one twice, right? No, they came back three one. Uh, Who did get the Dodgers? Two one. They just went down two one. Okay. They weren't down three one because they they it went. They won the first game, lost the second game, lost the third game, and then they won the next two. Okay. Or the next three. Yeah. To win it. Because well, they they won an in six. They came from behind. Yeah, they came from. Well, that's like continued into this season. Yeah, they, so, they I mean, they've shown. If you're how a Cubs fan, that's that, that's a very positive thing. The other thing is you're playing probably as bad as you're going to play, and you're above five hundred. Yep. The White Sox, on the other hand, are playing about as good as they can play, and they're at five hundred. And it's just a matter of last year they got off to a blistering hot start, and you're just waiting for the bottom to uh, fall out. But they've been doing everything right in the draft and in the trades, trades. And they've got some exciting, exciting things coming up for them. And and I'm you know as a Sox do? fan, I'm very excited about their about their minor league teams. I'm very excited about the future. And uh just like we talked about the Hawks and everybody using them as the model. Everyone's, Everyone's using, using Theo as a model mm-hmm. with both the Red Sox and the Cubs, and they're doing the same thing. Yep. Now, what he did for the Red Sox and the Cubs were two totally different theories. So for the for the Red Sox, he went top down, right? Got the major league team at its best, and then filled out the rest. But he, he, he did a, the flip for the Cubs, where he did but bottom up. But you remember that that, that he also was one of the guys who was one of the first, first. people. Who did do. the statistics, uh-huh. the sabermetrics, and all that? Yeah, stuff. he was put, he was part of Moneyball. He was he was part of, he was after Moneyball, right? He was at, at the end of that movie when when the part owner's of the trying same. to get trying to get Billy Bean in, right? And Billy Bean's like, "No, I'm going to stick with Oakland." He goes, "We're going to go your way. It's it's a new ball game, and you're not going to beat us when we're playing the same game." Which I mean, that was the whole point of the movie, right? Yeah. Billy Bean had to play a different game to, to win, win at that game, and then once everybody caught on. Now it's a level playing field again. Now the money takes over again, and a time, team like Boston is just going to be too good. The yeah. point is, Theo went that way. Yeah. Now he's the model. Everybody's doing that, mm-hmm. right? Everyone, so, and and that's why, like, like everyone says, like the Cubs tanked. That's that's really not what they did because only one of their players, like one of their star players, was a top ten pick. Everyone else was a was a mid first round pick or later or even a trade. Yeah. The only one is Chris Bryant. Yeah. And they got lucky that that uh, the Astros passed on him. Yeah. They got lucky that the uh, Astros passed on him. I'll be honest with you. They need some pitching. 
It wouldn't surprise me if they traded Baez. Yeah. Would not surprise me at all. Especially because he's not hitting. Yeah, but you know what? I never thought he was much of an offensive player. He his his defensive ability he's is wild. Ridis- ridiculously good, and that's where I have to agree with you. He yeah. can get a little wild from time so, to time. He 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 swings at a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of Latin ball players who have come into the league who are known for swinging at everything, right? I, yeah. I think of Pedro Guerrero off the top of my head, but I I I think Baez is it could be trade bait. I I think. Uh, Zobrist is is maybe a year maybe. past his prime. I think they they got Zobrist right at the right moment. They, yeah. they got him for well, what he they needed. He had one two them. in a row, right? Yeah. I think he's. I think. I mean, I hope he gets hot as the season progresses. But he's not really hitting. Yeah, I don't think he's the same player. He he looks. I mean, that's looks, balanced by Haywood, but he looks think, a step slower. Yeah, yeah. He's defensively, he looks. Yep. At the plate, a little more lost. Yep. Hayward though, Hayward's starting to hit now. He's hitting in two eighty. Yeah. He's 290, I think, maybe. Is it 290 Yeah, now? he's doing very well. So he's he's starting to, to finally hit. And, it, it like, you he's want to talk about someone who worked so hard all last year to finally see it pay off? Yeah. It's such a great thing to actually See, watch. here's the thing about baseball. The, the thing about baseball, it's a game of adjustments, right? Everybody sees what you're doing. Everybody's got film. They see what you're doing, and they hit your weak spots. That's why second or third year players always have a tough time. Guys like Mike Trout are one in a, a, a billion, right? Chris Bryant. Chris, who, who Chris Bryant. But, yeah. but you more often than not, you're like a Baez or a Contreras or a Schwarber. Hey, I seen you. I'm watching your tape. I see the hole in your swing. Oh, you don't like this pitch. You don't like this location. Whatever the sequence, whatever it is. And that's your that's your weakness, right? Now you have to make an adjustment, and that's what's so tough about second year players. And you got a few, you got a young team, and and, and the worry I think I think what's happening right now is that they're they're being hit with that, and I think they need to adjust to that. That they yeah. need to make the adjustment because the uh, the, the pitchers had made the adjustment. Yep. I mean, you saw Chris last year went through a rough spot right in the middle of the season, right? Pitchers figured out what pitch he didn't like to like. Yep. And he would swing at. He still went on to win the MVP. Right. He figured out. He figured it out. So, but there's a lot of guys who got to figure out. Yeah. Contreras, Baez, Schwarber. Schwarber is going to have to figure Russell it out. Russell still. Russell seems to be figuring it out. Yeah, though. he's Woo-hoo. starting to figure it out now. <laughs> Last year he struggled Elmora, a lot. Almora is a new guy. Yep. Um, but he's a new guy, so not a lot of guys have stuff. A on book him. on him. Yeah. But and so that that plays into his advantage. Right. But. You could see there's four or five guys in the starting lineup that, that, that look a little that lost. Could be mm, that the opponents have made an adjustment and now they're struggling a little bit. It remains to be seen. Hopefully they've got the talent to adjust to what the pitchers are doing. Yeah. And and if that's the case, that they're that they're dominant ball club. But if they don't adjust, then there's the potential that they're going to be not as good as that you think that they were going to be. And then you've got some issues because you've got some good ball clubs like yeah. Washington and you've got uh, Colorado. And I, and I said from the beginning, like this team, as good as they look on paper, they're not the same team this year. They're not. They're, they are missing pieces. Well, you had the magic, but I like the, the fact that they're coming back on teams. I yes. really like that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a... That's something they didn't have last year, and they really didn't... Even though they tied for the lead, they, they, they tied for most comebacks in the league last year with just eight. 
They have three this year. They didn't have a single one yeah. until but I mean, the trade deadline. Even the games they're losing, they're getting blown out, and all of a sudden they're in the game. Yeah. So that's cool, and that's a good sign. They also haven't been as crisp defensively. Yeah. For as historic of a defense as they were last year, they're, they're not as clean defensively. Yeah, I mean, how much of the beginning of the season is a little hangover from, hangover from, from ring the, ceremonies yeah. and raising flags and And, and Madden, Madden even else, said, right? Madden even gave them a, a lighter spring training. Oh, yeah. Hayward just hit a nice hit off the off wall. The wall. <laughs> Dude, he's hitting. Oh man, this lineup is this lineup. If they get this, everyone hitting, it's this, scary. Would this be a cool World Series, Boston and Chicago? It would be. That I would think be it would be an awesome world. First of all, I've been in both ballparks. Amazing ballparks. You have to go to Wrigley since they've done the renovations, though. Yeah, you know we talked about to. that last time yes. on the podcast. But great ballparks, great fans, um, history. I mean, it's awesome. Teams, you know, that just turned it around. There's a connection. They had uh, Ryan Dempster that they interviewed. Yeah. Because we get in the Boston feed today. Yeah. And um, they were interviewing Ryan Dempster, and they were like, well, if these two teams get the World Series, maybe you could throw a pitch out for both teams. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like he, he, he won he with 2013. He yeah. was on that World Series team for Boston. Yeah, he was on that 20. Yeah. yeah and it, so. I bet it killed him a little bit not to win it with the Cubs. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I. You know what? I bet it killed a lot of people. Like, um, uh, Oh, what's his name? I can't think. Who you who who's the greatest pitcher? You say, oh. Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox. I bet it killed Maddox not to win it with the Cubs. Yeah, I think it killed him. I mean, he he, he is uh, my favorite pitcher of all yeah. time, Greg Maddox. So did you uh, see the, the the stupid stat about him? Of like of all the players that that got a three zero uh, count against Greg Maddox, uh, it was like only like two hundred and seventy three. 180 of them were intentional walks. Isn't that like, yeah, isn't that like one of the most like ridiculous that, yeah. stats on the planet? Like, yeah. how good of a pitcher are you that, like, that and, and he, that's insane? He, he looked like a guy who, who you'd expect to drive up to your store with the beer truck, right? Yes, I mean, yeah. That's what was so cool about him. And, oh my God, there were some amazing pitchers and Pedro Martinez, Pedro Martinez, Lemons, and Randy Johnson. But my favorite was uh, Greg Maddox. Yeah. Always, always uh, the professor. Yeah. So, so um, uh, let's talk a little bit about the draft. Yeah, this is uh, your game. This is my game, football. Yeah. Now I wish Mike was here for this. Yeah, because Mike would be I able to give a little bit you. of fee- feedback on this. So uh, just to talk a little bit, some highlights. You know, Cleveland did the right thing, drafting Miles Garrett. That that's that was the smart move. Uh, and then a lot of people are actually complaining about what the Bears did with their draft of trading away a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a third-round pick next year to move up just one spot. I like the move. And the reason why is it's the same philosophy as last year. And people flipped out last year, and how did that turn out? Leonard Floyd is a baller. He could play. He just got to not put his head down, but he could play. Put a little bit more weight, that man is going to be a monster. Now let's fast forward to this year. Gives up actually a little less. Didn't really give up that much. Right? We had two third-round picks, two fourth-round picks. What did we give up? One of the two picks that we had in a round? Right. That's not that big of a deal. Because Ryan Pace is a big fan of taking that pick, trading it down, and getting more picks. So a lot of people looked at that move and and lost their minds. And for me, I, I understood it. Because... 
you don't want to risk San Francisco talking to somebody else like mm-hmm. Cleveland, which Cleveland really wanted him. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland had the picks that they could have dumped a ton of picks to get that second pick. Yeah. So I understand the move. You don't want to happen what happened with oh, when they drafted Kyle Fuller. Right? They were they wanted Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. He's coming down, he's coming down, he's coming down. The pick before him, okay, the Rams. Who are they gonna pick? Aaron Donald. Now they are in a panic. Who are we gonna pick? We got five we got five minutes to figure out who we're gonna pick. Yeah. And it's a panic pick. You, that that surprises me. They don't have a one, two, or three pick? Well apparently. <laughs> I guess not. Well, it, it was interesting. I was listening to some talk radio, and I usually don't do that, but I was thinking about the podcast, so I started listening a little bit. And they were talking about the fans' reaction, which has been primarily negative, and, and they attributed that to the fact that there there's no goodwill left, that everybody automatically thinks if the Bears make a decision, it's the wrong decision. And you know what? That's their fault. That's the Bears' fault. Yes. But this is... but but. The reason for the overreaction, and I hear what you're saying, but the reason for the overreaction is the overwhelming reaction by the fan base was negative. Was because they just figure if it's a Bears pick, if it's a Bears decision, it's got to be the wrong decision. So that's where we're at. Yeah, and I completely understand, but this is a different group of guys running the team. It's not Phil Emery. Which, there's one draft pick from Phil Emery still on the team. Like, nobody thinks of that, right? Phil Emery was the GM for three years. Mm-hmm. He has one pick left on his team. Jerry Angelo did a better job of drafting. Granted, he only drafted safeties, and he did a great job of drafting <laughs> safeties. But, like, seriously. Right? Like, like, he has one pick left on the team. That's it. Kyle, Kyle Long. That's it. Oh, no, Kyle Fuller. My bad. He's got two. I like Two picks. Still on this team. Mm-hmm. If people want to look to the Bears and they want to play in the Bears, you got to look to pass management. It's a different group of right. guys running the team. I, and just... I put my faith and, and, and like, I, I'm a big believer that trust the process, right? I think that's one of the greatest greatest phrases on the planet, right? I, I, I got to give Philly, the 76ers, credit for that one. It's it's an amazing, amazing uh phrase i use it when i teach too right i tell the kids you know trust the process everything's going to come out the way it's supposed to just trust what we're doing yeah same exact thing right i'm trusting that they're professionals they know what they're looking for right they're going to make the right decision right and so and and that's and that's what i have to that's what i have to attribute it to and and i guess my point was is the fan base is not trusting oh, the process. Oh, yeah, the fan base right. is not trust the process right. so, at all. I mean, it, it rem- I hope it works out. It remains to be seen. Um, I think a lot a lot more people were more upset because they had just signed Mike Lennon for two. Well, for, they made a move tonight. Yep, they traded out of their second pick. They traded back, got more picks, and they drafted a tight end. Yeah. Who's actually, this tight end, he's a 6'7", 6'7", uh, 277-pound tight end. Yeah, he played D D2. I thought you were going to tell me he was from Drake. No, 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 That's no, too no. bad. He's not from Drake. He's not from <laughs> FCS D1. No, he's from D2. D yeah. But he's 6'7", 277 pounds. The kid could run block. I watched some tape on him today. Yeah. He can run block. He could really kind of be a nice, like, security blanket uh, for <laughs> anybody who's playing the quarterback. And they're going to uh, need that. Yep. They're definitely, especially when Trebinsky gets in. Now, 
is he going to get in this first season? Probably not. Yeah. But that's they don't need him to play this first season. So who's their quarterback now? Right now it's Mike Lennon, which a lot of people lost their minds over. And, and I, I fully believe he got the short end of the stick in uh, Tampa. I mean, well, when you well, they don't really have an option other than him, right? I mean, it's that the guy they just drafted, or yeah, like I said, Mark Sanchez, which Mark Sanchez is butt fumble. So <laughs> it's really just the two of them. And they even said Mike Lennon's right now penciled in to be the starter game one. Okay. It's Trubinsky's job to win. And I saw their schedule. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not going to be a fun rough schedule. schedule. Yeah, it's going to be a rough year. But here's – they're better. They're better than they were two years ago. Even though they had more wins with John Fox's first year, they're better now than they are then. They're more athletic. They're faster. Yes, they're, they're, they're younger, but they're better. Like there's just, there's more promise there than there was two years ago, when John Fox and Ryan Pace took over. Well, promise has to translate into wins. Exactly, and that's the problem. People are impatient. Well, if you don't translate into wins, and what's the hell? You know, what's the difference between? It's the the old Brooks Kishnick uh, idea, right? For all you Cub fans out there, back in the '80s, there was a guy or '90s, I can't remember. There's a guy named Brooks Kishnick who was in the minors who was going to be the savior. For the Cubs, and that was like five years in a row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he was that good, he'd have been up in the yeah. in the show. But, uh, anyways, it was always a promise, right? So, uh, but I hope I hope I, I think the NFL is better with the Bears as a good team. It's um, it's one of the the founding teams of the NFL. Yeah, I, I think and it I is. Think I mean, it does them very well. Honestly, I love I love the NF I, I love the teams in the NFC Central. They're all old teams. They're all representative yeah. of the league from way back. And um, there's a lot of history there, and it, it's the league, great. It's the, great. The league one. is better when the NFC North is good. Yeah, it I is, agree. It is better. Yeah. Now, I will say this: when I saw the videos of all the Bear fans freaking out and everything like that, you know, you know what exactly what moment in history I thought of? Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> I was gonna. I was just the gonna exact same thing, right? New York Knicks. Yep. Freak out over this guy. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And what does he turn out to be? A superstar. Now, granted, this is a totally different league. You never know. The guy only has yeah. 13 starts, and I think that's really what bothered people, was Trapinski only has 13 starts ever. Right. And I think a lot of people think that that's a problem. But there's guys that have played There's guys that played one year, like wide receivers that play one year that's, that do good. There's People, guys. I think, overreact a little bit yeah. to, to him only playing 13 games. I like the move. Besides the point, and they're going to get those draft picks back. Like I just said, they traded their second round, moved back a bit, got the tight end they wanted, and ended up getting another pick in the process. Yeah. So it's not like I mean, don't 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 teams after the after the roster cuts jettison a ton of players. Yes. And all these guys were names in last year's draft or the draft before. So no, on, a lot of, a lot a, of the a lot of the guys that get jettisoned were the. Late round picks or the uh, either they were a late round pick or they were an undrafted free agent. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of that that happens after they do the, their last uh, their last cuts. Well, it looks like the Cubs lost. Schwarber so, struck out. Was that the end of the game? I think so. Schwarber looks bad. Yeah, he does not look. 
He looks lost at the plate right now. He's yeah. swinging at stuff that he's not supposed so, to. So, I've, I've been listening, like I said, I've been listening on sports radio for the, uh, the, um, you know, the analysis of the draft, the response to what the Bears did and everything like that. And Honestly, as a, as a, as a non-football fan, the draft is the biggest circus. I've, I mean, other than the NBA draft, oh my God, what a circus. Well, the NBA draft, if you're not like a top three pick, you're pretty much worthless and you're not going to play. <laughs> but I mean the, the hype and the... Oh, yeah. It's, the, it's oh insane. Oh, my God. It's, it, it's, it's... Yeah. What a circus. It's, it has become a primetime show. Yeah. It really has. Like, I'm getting text messages from everyone's like, oh, what do you think about this movie? And I was like, I'm literally... I'm not even watching it. <laughs> like, you know what I do? I watch the first round. Why? Because that's usually your most impactful... Like, those are going to yeah. be the most impactful guys. Usually. Nine times out of ten, really? Not. Those guys usually aren't that good, really. Yeah. There's like maybe one, two guys but that are in, in the first round. there's always guys in late rounds. Yeah, well... Wasn't Edelman a late round guy? Edelman was a seventh round guy. Tom Brady was a sixth round guy. Sixth and seventh round. Yeah. Russell Wilson was a third round guy. Richard Sherman was a sixth round guy. So, the like, a lot of your superstars realistically come late in the draft. And the other thing is, is they don't come from big schools. Nope. I mean, you look at, you know, like um, Monday Night Football and they have the guys say what college they're from. Most of those guys aren't from big schools. No, nope, nope, nope. You don't see a lot of Bamas. Yeah. You don't see a lot of Floridas. Yeah. Miami. Southwest Missouri Penitentiary State or something yeah. like that. You know? <laughs> Nevada State <laughs> Penitentiary. But, right? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so you you see these guys that are that literally come out of nowhere. I mean, the, the guy that the Bears drafted in the second round is a D2 player. Yeah. So, like... How good do you have to be for that? Oh, my God. To goodness. be a D2 player? And, and make You know it. what it is? You need to have physical traits. Yeah. That's... And, and like, that's the... Like, that's When they extrapolate your physical traits. Exactly. That's why you're talking about is a tight end who's 6'7", 2-something. 277. They're thinking of him as a blocker. They're extrapolating him into maybe an offensive lineman in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Right? They're like, they're, they're wow, not, what potential? He, yes. He's... They're not really looking for... They're not looking for guys that go to specific schools with this and that. Right. No. You take physical training. And that's why make, what makes a combine so important to the NFL is they take those the, the data points and they compare it to those that happened before. Right. And the, and the, and argument, against, they, the argument against it is that doesn't measure what a football player is. Exactly. Well, it really doesn't. But all it can do is it gives you data to compare with this player. Player A did this. Player D, player B looked a lot like player A, mm-hmm. so he might be the same. Yeah, it turns out to be a wild card because you never know because it's all dependent right. upon the, the specific person. This the, the whole process is based on the specific person and how they are. Yeah, are they the type of person that's going to to, to drive themselves and be able to do it? Right, or are they going to be like a Cedric Benson who hates the situation he's in and is a fat piece of shit? Or Ricky Williams? Or Ricky Williams? Or, uh, well, Ricky Williams was a totally different thing. They, he had so much pressure. Ricky Williams was a guy. They traded the whole draft for him. He felt he well, had. Russell Walker too was like yeah. that. Well, but he I mean, felt like for him and like run Ricky one. Have you seen that? The 30 yeah, for thirty. Yeah. Like he even explained it. He was like, I had the pressure of an entire draft class as myself. Yeah. Like that much pressure killed me. That's what yeah. it was. It, it really wasn't the 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 whole like him playing in college and that it had everything to do with the the pressure that mm-hmm. was placed on him for simply 
Well, I think what it means is As you can't have somebody go into a combine and measure intangibles like their heart, yep. their ability to deal with stress, pressure, their ability to get better, their intensity. You can't measure that stuff. No. You can't. So, and I mean, it helps if you go to a big program and, and, and do well, but my goodness, how many players do you see? I mean, on Monday Night Football, I talk about... Other than like the offensive line coming from maybe Big Ten or something like that, you really don't see, you don't see a lot of big schools. Now the I don't quarterback, get it, right? Nope. Yeah. So you would uh, you'd think? You never know, but that's football for you, man. You get these crazy guys in the the late end of the draft and turn to be something. I mean, the first round's just thirty two guys. Yeah. Second round on is six hundred and something guys. Really. Yeah, <laughs> the last pick in the draft, or yeah, the last pick in the draft is like six. I think it's six twenty-six or something like that. It might be. Hmm. Have you heard about our buddy yet, Eric Saubert? No, yeah. have not heard anything from Eric Saubert. I've been checking. Yeah. So it's the second round. If he's gonna get drafted, it'll be in the next. It'll be uh, the later rounds. So it'll be like round four, five, six, seven. Yeah, that round. He'll probably go in somebody's camp, right? Most likely. So Natalie was telling me that he might be with the Rams. That's a possibility. He, he was he was uh, he was invited to the L.A. for the Rams, and he was invited. What was the other place? Cleveland. I'd steer clear Cleveland, man. I hate Cleveland. Even though Cleveland did, eh, Cleveland made out like bandits in the first round. I would love to see Cleveland. They did really well in the first round. I mean, they got Miles honestly, Garrett. Honestly, it would be a gas to see Cleveland. I mean, like the Cubs. Winning over 108 years, it would be a gas to see Cleveland win a, a Super Bowl. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's Cleveland. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the, Detroit. Oh, Detroit. He might go to Detroit. Oh, Detroit. oh God, Ooh. I'd feel even worse for him. <laughs> He'd get stabbed. Yeah, Detroit. I mean, here's the thing with Detroit. I want him to go to Cleveland. I hate, I hate Detroit so much. I Believe it or not, like Detroit's like borderline that with the Packers. I like the Packers. I like the whole idea that that they're 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 uh, that they're all uh, it's a neighborhood the, team. Yeah, you know what? That's great. You know, they were talking. I was reading an article about stadiums, and they were talking about some of the stadiums, like like how they miss right, and how the best stadiums are parts of neighborhoods, like like Wrigley and Fenway and that kind of thing. We're yeah. a part of a neighborhood, and you get these ubiquitous these these stadiums in the middle, you know, and they got nine miles of parking and that's it. Yeah. And there's nothing around them. You know, so... But there's a, there's a catch-22 with that, though, because those neighborhood uh, stadiums, you can't tailgate. And well, tailgate... Yeah, but there's a million bars laying around. Exactly. Running around. But, it's awesome. But bars are expensive. I tell you that, you're paying eight bucks for Bud Light at Murphy's Bleachers. But you ain't gonna meet I no could girl. At, you you ain't know what? Meet I could, no girl I could, at, at your at your tailgate. No, but you you go to other tailgates. You walk around and go to other tailgates. Then. So I'm oh. saying I could piss in a cup and sell it to someone for eight bucks. Take it easy. Now you got, you life. you and Mike went to uh, a Packers game. Oh yeah, we go every year. You went two now, right? Yeah, two. We'll go to another one this and year. And you're like, oh man, I gotta go. I, oh no, Lambo Field. Like, like hands down, Lambo Field. I want to go. Yeah, Lambo Field so, is. You, you, we can come. I this was year. telling I was telling Michael. I want to go to a baseball game. We got to pick some place: Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, probably I'm, Cleveland. I, Cleveland or Detroit. I actually really, I really, 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 really want to see Bush Stadium. 
believe it or not. I've never been there. Overrated? Yeah. Not my, one of my favorite places. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then I'd say Pittsburgh. Because I heard Beautiful. some great, I heard great things about PNC Awesome Park. stadium. Yeah. PNC would have to be my favorite stadium. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. I'd like to see Fenway. I would like to see every Fenway's stadium. nice. Yeah. Fenway's pretty cool. We went and saw Baltimore. We saw, we went to a game in Baltimore, and it was, they were playing the Yankees, and the Yankees were winning like 16 to four. I mean, they had like four grand slams. I mean, it was ridiculous. There were there were fights all over the stands. First of all, both the Yankees and Orioles fans were the most obnoxious people I have ever seen in my life, and they were going at it. Well, but pe- the people, ballpark was nice. Well, that, well, first off, like people from Baltimore, they're insane. Yes. Like that's the thing. Like half the city. Okay, so the thing is with Baltimore is like. There's like a line down the middle of Baltimore that runs east and west. I think it runs east and west. If you're on the south side of that line, you're insane. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you cross the line and it's all of a sudden you're like part of like normal society. Like people who live in Baltimore, they're borderline bipolar. Like it's crazy. It's, That's uh, where all those riots are happening. Yeah, I mean, but, and like, but Camden's a cool place to see a game. Yeah. There. That has a record. Did you know that? It's the only game ever. It's the only ballpark to host a game that had zero attendance. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yep, the White Sox. The yeah. White Sox. It was White Sox versus Baltimore yep. because the yep. whole riots were going on, yep. and so they, yep. they closed now, the gates. What, they what I land. think about stadiums, the opportunities that they had for the White Sox stadium, it could have been in the Loop, it could have been Lakefront. It, I mean, there's so many. It, and, and, they, and, and, they, and they 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 situated the ballpark so that when you're behind home plate you're looking out over expressways and slums what the hell that right yeah i they, mean i get it put it they wanted to keep it on 35th right and shields they wanted to keep it there the the, the bulls just ended and it's 105 to 83 <laughs> yeah. yeah that's over hey that's <laughs> what <laughs> so they just did just stuck it to them so yeah, they, they could have put it literally anywhere. Yeah. And they, they put it in an awful place. Well, we've been rambling. I know we were talking about the draft there, and, and Mike's uh, not here to keep I, us on task. Yeah, so. I mean, I guess, well, okay, Big biggest draft surprises. Uh, the Bears picking Trubinsky, I think that was probably the biggest surprise. I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen. Um, and obviously there has to be something there because he was picked, and then the Texas Tech quarterback was picked before Jameis Winston and a lot of people thought Jameis Winston was the best quarterback so obviously the professionals have an idea, an idea yeah. of who's actually better yeah right trust professionals trust the process so who, who do you think I mean it's early but who do you like so far to have the best draft they had the best draft um well I didn't see the first round uh, the second round I only saw the first round Judging on the first round, I can't believe it. I might actually say it. it might be Cleveland. Cleveland? Cleveland drafted a very good pass rusher, and then they drafted another player that could play safety, linebacker, you kind of a versatile player in Jabril Peppers. Problem is, the thing is with Jabril Peppers is it's kind of a wild card. Yeah. You don't actually fully know what you're going to get. He's kind of one of those tweener players. Yeah. And the NFL is kind of tricky with those tweener players because you got to work them the right way to get them to succeed. You got to put them in a system that makes them, yeah. Exactly. And I don't know if Cleveland 
has that system. Yeah. Yeah, but and, and so, so I don't if, know. If they for don't him. have that system, then why did they get a guy like that? Right? That you have to think that. Maybe that's part of the problem with Cleveland. They just picked. So in. why would you play a player that doesn't fit into your system? Right? I don't know. Anyway. Well, good coach. You know what good coaches do? They change their system to fit their players. Yeah. That's what good coaches do. Look at Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. They change their system to fit the players. So maybe that's know. what they're trying to do. Um, I say I would say another team that did really well. I guess the 49ers. Yeah. 49ers did pretty well. Um, they got they drafted a, a good defensive end in uh, Solomon uh, Solomon from Stanford, and then they tra- they traded to get back into the first round and took uh, a top ten uh, linebacker, a linebacker that fell because of a couple diluted tests. Yeah. Uh, so teams were kind of afraid and. Yeah, you're willing to take a bet on a guy like that, and you could get him for a steal. Totally worth it. Right. Top ten talent and late in the first round is totally worth it. So yeah. Anyways, um, I think that's really kind of all we got. I think for right. today. I think uh, obviously we missed Mike tonight, but uh, he would have helped a lot more with the draft than I ever did. But yeah. we had we, some we had some good points, and 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 you got a chance to to tell us uh, what you thought of it. So maybe maybe good. maybe next edition we'll hear Mike's Mike's. Uh, I think you're right. Opinion. The, the of, draft will be of, done. Yeah, the draft will finally be done. We'll, yeah. we'll they'll have the full grades. Yeah. Uh, of the draft, so we kind of can compare and everything. Yeah, it'll like be that. a lot better. Than and that. Ryan Pace does a really good job of the later round drafts. Uh, a lot of the players he drafts in the later rounds do very well. So I would not be surprised if that Bears grade, which currently sits at a C, kind of bumps up bumps there a up. little bit. So. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter uh, at HYB underscore, underscore sports. Uh, send us any questions, comments, and emails at holdyourballs at gmail.com. I'm Steven. And I'm Steven. Take care.